Natural Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill. Long time no see. I know. Hello, Dan. And we just thought we haven't done a podcast. We went on holiday in summer, didn't we? We'll be back in September and then September led to October, then November. And then I've had loads of people asking me where the podcast has been. And it's just life got busy, didn't it, Dan? And so we thought we'll come back with the Christmas special just to update you all, just to let you know we're all we're still here and we will be back in the new year. <laughs> yeah, just to let everyone know we are still alive. It's funny because <laughs> you reached out and said a few people were asking about the podcast and the same happened to me as well in the within the space of a week. If two or three different people asked about the podcast. So, yeah, we took it as a sign, didn't we? Yeah, we took it as a sign that we needed to... Um, just just to let people know where we are, our listeners, our followers, <laughs> um, and just to update people on what we've been doing with our lives. And life got really busy, so life got busy for you as well, Dan, didn't it? And then hopefully we'll be able to get back on track maybe in the new year again. Yeah, so this podcast is just going to be like a an update on what we've been doing in the three months which we haven't podcasted in but yeah also yeah. to let you know that there is some new topics coming up and we'll get back to it a bit more regularly next year yeah yeah so so Dan in a nutshell since August what have you been doing well it'll be a pretty big complicated nutshell <laughs> okay but I'll, I'll give you the kind of the cliff notes so I got a puppy which you can appreciate is hard work yeah <laughs> it's amazing I love him but yeah it's um Trying to podcast with a puppy in the house is a bit of a challenge as well. <laughs> but he's but he's 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 six months now, so he's he's getting loads better. Hence why we can do this one today. But I'm also in the process of moving house, and that got so complicated I can't even describe. Um, <laughs> <and that's, laughs> well, you described to... it to me off air, and it, yeah, it's a very com- it got very complicated. I can attest. Touch wood, some good news recently, and things could be moving a bit, a bit faster. So although. A puppy in a house doesn't sound like a lot, but in three months, <laughs> like it just, it was, it's been the most stressful time of my life, probably. But yeah, I'm not complaining. Things could be a lot worse, but it's, it's all good. It's just, re- it's just giving me a new um, appreciation for like stress tolerance. So, like other stuff which normally used to stress you out, like me, my, uh, my baseline's just been raised very high now. So, <laughs> which is, a, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? You, you like, yeah, yeah. What, what do you say? Like, you, you kind of choose events in your life, you can only choose how you react. So exactly now just try and choose the the stoic philosophy of like it is what it is just get through (laughs) yeah yeah that's the thing like you know you've been living a bachelor lifestyle (laughs) and like you know I've always been the one with kids and dogs and all sorts of things going on (laughs) it's like when can you podcast and I'm like I don't (laughs) know when I can't find time and then like now it's quite funny that it's not funny but you know what I mean it's- <laughs> yeah it's a dose of reality <laughs> it's a, the dose of reality that hits you when actually yeah you've got lots of other things that need your attention equally and it's just yeah life can get a bit crazy at times with things mm-hmm. like that it's, yeah and it's like a compound effect as well like never had dogs before getting a puppy is quite stressful in itself yeah yeah and then yeah. you get something else really stressful comes along and that's like yeah Whoa, this is this is getting this is getting pretty deep yeah and i've probably never really um like obviously we talk about health predominantly on the podcast and we all know that the common phrase stress is the biggest killer and stress is so detrimental for your health i've probably never been as stressed and suffered the effects of stress this much my diet didn't go to like complete crap but I found myself comfort eating a lot more. 
Mm. Um, luckily, I still had the motivation to still work out. Like that's if, and but I can totally imagine if people don't like working out, then that would fall by the wayside very quick under stressful times. But luckily for me, it's it's so ingrained and I enjoyed so much. I kept that up, mm. so that's a good stress relief. But yeah, things like diet, sleep. I imagine if I was tracking breathing and heart rate and things like that, that would have definitely been affected because it wasn't just a short term stress. It was like three months of pretty deep stress. It's the first time I've really had the the effects of that. So it's kind of like a little self experiment as well. Mm. And yeah, not good. What I try to keep saying to myself is at some point was this will pass. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's most transitional. Things, <laughs> most things do pass. And if you try and like kind of zoom out a little bit and think of it like think of it like that what can you learn from this it is all for the greater good like it's it's, it's for a good reason just keep going just keep going just keep going mm. um, yeah I think like moving house is the the most stressful thing I think I've ever had to deal with yeah, as well yeah. and just like when you're dealing with solicitors and other things and things out of your control really as well isn't it and that's the yeah that's the hardest part that like you're waiting on other thing, other people doing things and stuff and it's it take it's the time as well isn't it that you're just sitting around waiting for stuff and you don't know where you're going and you're yeah. in limbo and yeah that's it's bad it does. it's it's so many moving parts like, like and you said it's yeah. time because obviously when you come to move house most people listening will have experienced this you, you get really excited and you want to move and that's like a new part of your life you want to start so you just want to get cracking it's just <laughs> like months and months and months of nothingness yeah and, and also money and like you get a you get a bill from a solicitor and you're like i don't even know what this means and you're charging me 400 pounds <laughs> like you could have just made this up for all i know yeah and i know they don't there probably is a few shady ones out there but they're just doing the job but it's like logically just someone moving out of a house and someone moving in be so complex and so expensive it's just a lot of it's a scam i think to be honest yeah and like you were just saying off air there you get the searches done for your house well your house is built on a former uh, mine shaft and it's like well the house i'm buying they had to do all the searches for coal mines and stuff it was only built two years ago so i'm sure <laughs> there hasn't been a coal mine built under the house in two years so how do i have to pay you to do all the searches again yeah it's so frustrating, uh, it's, it's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah welcome <laughs> to the real world darling oh god yeah bless you i feel it's like i've aged, aged like yeah you know what i mean it's actually my birthday tomorrow Okay, and I'm th- turning 34. I feel like I'm turning like 54, 64, something like that. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fine, honestly. Yeah. No, but anyway, it's it's, it's all it's good. I do like, it's it's all, it's, it's all, like you say, it's all good now. But um, yeah, very stressful. It, it is. Hence, hence, hence why I didn't really have the, the bandwidth to do a podcast yeah. on, you know, ayahuasca or something. The capacity to do a podcast and even yeah. though, even though I wasn't like quite aware of all the intensity of all this stuff that was going on we didn't even like contact each other did we I think no, I was energetically feeling that whole that I need I don't need to contact Dan yeah you must have right just subconsciously now. knew like I'm just going to stay away from that stress and I'm going to get <laughs> it I'm going to be an energetic dance DJ you're on the total <laughs> different end of the spectrum <laughs> I was having a nervous breakdown. And you were yeah, and I me. was like, I've been on bloody cloud cuckoo. That <laughs> I've been flying around in a cloud for like the last <laughs> the last four months. I've All been right. like, so yeah. So, so what Dan is referring to is the fact that I've just took up DJing and I'm absolutely bloody loving it. So um, yeah, this, so this was like one of my things for turning 50 was like, what, am I all, what have I always wanted to do? What am I being obsessed with? And I've always loved music and dance music and house music. And um, 
yeah so I bought myself some decks some really good decks I, I should have done them before four track <laughs> four track but I only know how to use two tracks at the moment and I'm doing a course you know I love a course and um yeah I'm absolutely loving it loving That's the a- DJ life the- the first thing I said to you when you said you'd uh, become a DJ, I was like, there must have been a course involved. If there's, if there's one thing I know about Jill. Yeah, I love a course. course. <laughs> love a course. So I've been doing uh, with this lady called Isabel, DJ Isabel. She lives in, I actually want to be her. This is my new thing. I want to be Isabel. So Isabel is a former Radio 1 producer for 15 years. And um, she now lives in Ibiza and just like travels around the world doing ecstatic dances and stuff like she was in Paris last week and she's coming to London next week and it's like that's I want to be her so yeah so that's what I'm doing I'm doing ecstatic dancing (laughs) I'm just so I've just been dancing around and really working a lot more with the energetics in life and all of this kind of stuff and yeah Dan's been having a full-on meltdown (laughs) I was just going to say to you obviously it's been three months since we've spoke about any like health topics and stuff and regardless no matter what's going on uh whether it be me or you we're always still interested in health and fitness and stuff so i was going to say yeah. your your new thing sounds like energetic dances or anything else you've been has kind of caught your attention in the past couple of months health um, and so, fitness wise. yeah so i've been doing a lot more like i say with the energetics of things i've really i don't know what's been going on down i've had some weird stuff you know like how I, i've always been on the verge of the weird stuff like mm. like i had like a little ball of weirdness inside me well that ball has just like gone whoosh and <laughs> cosmic in the last few months and i've just uh. been like Honestly, I, mean, like, I can't even tell you about me because I don't even know. But <laughs> I've been working a lot more with, oh gosh, yeah. So I've, I've become a cacao. So I can lead cacao ceremonies now. I can do like healing circles, women's circles, all of that kind of stuff. I've just been working with and I absolutely bloody love it. And so, you know, like how I could always be a bit working with energetics of people like that element of me has just gone whoop and yeah oh there's always been there's always been a a flame in you with that (laughs) but there's now like a raging bonfire it is it's like gone massive so yeah yeah i just love it have you been um have you been seeing any more auras that's still the pinnacle of your you know that was the pinnacle of my weirdness yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the pinnacle of my weirdness was able to see auras no i haven't but i haven't really gone there but I think if I did I'll tell you what I've lately found I've been not seeing well I did maybe I saw one but on a different plane a UFO dragon. come on please say UFO dragon, dragon energy Dragons. dragon fucking hell I wasn't expecting Dragons. that <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that were you <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we've been working with dragon energy oh my god it's amazing so yeah dragon and like energy, yeah. yeah so well, we, really... so, so this is a question I've always thought so i'm sure i was born in 88 the year of the dragon and all the symbols are like a fire breathing dragon but Mm. that's not an actual that's a mythical creature isn't it so Mm. when so where does that come from like like most of these like you know the year of the dragon the year of the Mm. bison or whatever the rest of them are actual animals so where does the fire breathing dragon come from do you know well it's kind of like I know there's a Komodo dragon, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's like because they were digging up these big lizards, weren't they? You know, like we just think that the discovery of dinosaurs 
dinosaurs is a recent thing. Like, mm. you don't think that people were digging down like thousands of years ago. Oh, right, so yeah. we're digging up these like big creatures. And then there was a, it was like kind of a, like a mythical thing that right. they would say, thought that they breathed fire, but not all dragons breathe fire. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's like the energy around it as well. Yeah. I, I was born in the year of the rat. <laughs> just... <laughs> You've said that before. Yeah. I've got a pretty cool one. I must have. You've got a good one, a dragon. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so they, um, you can kind of see where they came from in like, as in the terms of uh, um, like digging up these things that you know, yeah, they found this... up a massive claw or a massive yeah, teeth yeah, and they're like, oh god, uh... it's a mythical creature. And then it, all cultures have a dragon like myth about them as well. You know, like how all cultures have a flood myth and stuff. Like yeah, like an archetype most... of the dragon. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so... Have you watched um the Graham Hancock thing on Netflix? Yes, I love it. Good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. It's amazing how like a lot of it you never heard before. And then you see these structures and and, and and again, like you were saying, the all the cultures have the dragon theme. But again, like we've spoken about this before briefly, where like the different where the different pyramids around the world were all built at the same time and in yeah. the same. And a lot of these, what Graham Hancock was saying, like they're all built on top of old pyramids as well and things like that. It's absolutely and like energetic centers. Yeah, yeah, like that's what it is. where water underground waters meet and stuff, and like creates. Like I can now, <laughs> it's gonna be really sound really weird, but I can now feel that kind of stuff happening. Are you a water diviner? Well, I would say water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of energy diviner. That's yeah, a, it's well. um, but no. If anyone's listening, they they find this type of stuff interesting. What, what what's it called? Ancient apocalypse. Ancient apocalypse. On Netflix, yeah, yeah on it's Netflix, really it's, good. It is really good. And Graham Hancock. I've never read his books. I know you have, haven't you? We're That's a big the... fan of Graham, aren't we, in our podcast? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. he's the dude. Um, I mean, he's it's... getting hammered again, isn't he? He always gets hammered by archaeologists and stuff. But Oh, yeah. And um... he takes it really personally, I find. I mean, Graham, just shut up, man. Mm. <laughs> he still does really good work, but it must, I can imagine it must get pretty frustrating because he's... I don't know why he gets... Um... I think he says he... Because he's flying in the mainstream against the mainstream ideas it means yeah. a lot of history would have to be rewritten and people just aren't willing to do it um mm. and he says like ac- academia is very kind of pompous and yeah i'm cleverer than you but yeah and until then, you're like, in that if world, there was this know. ancient race who had all this knowledge that got wiped out by a flood like it's like the evolution thing would all be wrong and like mm. you know it's it could be it's beyond people's yeah, it's a pretty and heavy concept he's coming up it? with. Yeah. And I must admit, it's a really good show, but there was still elements of me when I was watching it thinking, I still think there should be more evidence around that there was this civilization. Because mm. there isn't there isn't an awful lot of evidence, is there? No. I mean, there is some major stuff, but you think ah, there probably should be some more, but I don't know. Again, it's 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 never going to be known, yes, a total yes or a total no, is it probably? But he comes up with a pretty compelling argument. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's Graham. We love Graham. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else has been happening? Um. I can't even think. Like. So, so my latest thing, like I was saying, mm-hmm. in uh into the health and fitness kind of forum, I've been interested in the topic of enzymes, which sounds really okay. boring. 
but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and make it sound interesting. <laughs> Go on, but then. essentially, it's it's. Well, I'm yeah. bringing in the dragon energy. You're bringing it enzymes. Yeah. See, the, these this is this is the the two different levels we're on. You're like in hippie world talking about dragons and you know finding energy. I'm like a total property solicitor thinking about my enzymes and my body. You've been too much. You've grounded yeah. too much. You need I'm far too analytical. I need to tune into your energetic dance radio yeah, station. I'm, I'm going to send you some energy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to make try and want to make enzymes try and sound interesting. Come on, so enzymes are what kind of every biological breakdown and cell and reaction in your body requires enzymes. Mm-hmm. And the theory is we're born with a certain amount of them in our body. They help us take the food, the take the nutrition out of your food and use it to build your body and all these type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're born with a certain amount and the food we eat also contains enzymes as well. Mm-hmm. But because most of us um, have such poor quality food, like we cook, we overcook it. It's already dead to begin with. Um, it requires a, a loads of enzymes from your body to convert that into some sort of useful energy. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the theory is by the time we're 30 or 35, most people in the Western world, they're just totally rid of enzymes. They don't have any enzymes mm-hmm. left. So all the food they eat, um, they end up with digestion problems. Heartburn's a big one. Um, so, you know, like you get like, oh, this meal's got 40 grams of protein in. Well, they say that you might only get 20% of that protein anyway because you don't, your body doesn't have the enzymes to convert it into muscle or energy, things like that. Um, so it's really fascinating when you get into it. So um, Paul talks about it quite a bit. He's got a guy called mm-hmm. Lightheart on his podcast. He's a big enzyme guy. So I've started supplementing with um, um, enzyme digestive enzymes recently because I do suffer with bad digestion sometimes. I've got mm. a few intolerances, and it's um, it's only been the last couple of weeks really, but I am starting to notice a difference straight away. And then starting to eat high enzyme foods. There's things like um, avocados and pineapple. Not overcooking your food too much and stuff that helps preserve enzymes. Um, because we knew we knew like well we know this from history like a lot of traditions used to eat kind of raw animal products raw liver things like this so the enzymes are still intact so your body can really just use that food straight away instead of having to use a lot of energy use its own enzyme bank account to get the nutrition out of the food um mm-hmm. yeah so supplement with enzymes that's my little experiment of late that's quite oh, cool. i don't know if i made that sound interesting but i've been fascinated by it <laughs> It's not as interesting as my dragon energy. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty hard to come up with like a to match dragon energy, but. <laughs> um, so my little thing that I've been doing lately is I was noticing that my nails were cracking a lot, like getting these like lines down them and stuff, and like I've never had that before. So I've started taking collagen, um, and, right. and I like the name of it. It's called Primal Goddess. <laughs> it's from um. That That's planet. the only reason you bought that product. <laughs> It's really, it's really nice. It's from that that prime, not you know that paleo place that we get the stuff from. Planet oh Organic yeah yeah, planet, planet Organic, paleo. Yeah, it's really I good because I just got some of that protein off them. There was a good Black Friday. Yes, I got the I got me primal goddess from it yeah. from there. So it's collagen with and it's like beef collagen, and it's um like you know really organic and all of the stuff and it's also got hydrolonic acid in. you know i'm a big fan of hydrolonic acid you know <laughs> like we did the skin thing and i put it on my skin but then now i'm actually ingesting it as well right oh, good. So, collagen and hydrolonic acid which is really good for your skin and for all of your nails and your hair and stuff so yeah so skin, skin hair and nails but so. i haven't and so my nails are starting to strengthen up 
I reckon nails first, then hair, then skin. That's how it's meant to go. All right. Well, we always talk about before skin is a it's an organ, isn't it? So if yeah. you have problems with your skin, it's sometimes a nearly always a sign of something deeper going on in your body. Like if your if your liver's um, backed up and it can't deal with the burden of all the toxins, yep. it shows on your skin last. So if you've got acne or rashes or things like that, it's often a lot deeper problem, isn't it? Unless yeah. you're like spraying stuff on your skin and you're having like a almost an allergic reaction. Um, mm. But yeah, kind of collagen peptides and, and bone broth and things like that have never been as popular as they are now. I think they're coming back into the, into the health mainstream. Just like anything though, if, if people are interested in buying them, try and go really high quality because you can go to like Holland and Barrett and buy stuff there, but it's normally just really mass produced crap, isn't it, to be honest? Yeah, yeah, you're better off. That Planet Paleo stuff's really good. Yeah. That's what you use as well, isn't it? The protein. Yeah. And uh, I guess, um, obviously, Lee Brandon, who we've had on the podcast twice, he is the most diligent researcher you ever <laughs> meet in your life with regards to health. And he recommended it. So <laughs> we're yeah. kind of just going off his recommendation and I can, <laughs> I can attest that it's good stuff. Yeah, definitely. So that's what I've been doing. Um, anything else that I've been doing around health? Um can't think of anything on in particular apart from collagen. Just keeping on with the exercise, doing a lot more mobility actually lately. Mm, uh, I, really need a, I need to take a leaf out with your book there. Yeah, really diff, working yeah. on mobility. I've got a client who um found out that her spine was fused. She's had back pain for years. And um luckily she's been doing Pilates with me for years as well. So it was like even though that she found out her spine was fused, it wasn't as bad as what it would have been in some people if she hadn't already got strength and mobility so mm. we've been really working on her mobility of her hips and like if you can't work that area of your spine we've been working on hips and mm. like the parts of the spine that we could work on and the shoulders and stuff and really working on mobility and it's i'm actually really loving it loving mobility training so when a, a spinal fusion is that an operation where the <clears throat> is it just like two discs get yeah, so oh, it has this happened naturally, um, just oh, right. through it happens with wear and tear. Like you dis if you don't move things, um, then they just they confuse together mm. and it creates a lot of pain and it can create obviously you've got restricted movement there. So that's in her lumbar spine. And people with Parkinson's disease get it in their their upper back. Oh, the thoracic, thoracic, spine, yeah. thoracic spine, yeah. Just if you don't if you get that hunched over posture. Yeah, it can stay, and you stay there. You're not moving, you're not getting the blood flow through. The bones just fuse together. It's really awful. I remember seeing in that. Um, can you remember that guy who does all those like plasticization, whatever it's called. You know, um, he does the autopsies and he plasticizes them and right. and, stuff. Um, and they just he does shows. Yeah, I remember he came to the Center of Life in Newcastle, and I went to see. And I remember the thing I was most fascinated about was this spine that had fused this person and like donated their spine to medical science, and this mm. guy had like, um, you know, preserved it. And it was his upper back had all fused all the little bones in the upper back, and into just the became neck. solid. Yeah. You imagine how much pain that would oh, be, and God, how, yeah, it's just torture. Um, and like, yeah. So when you like that, and then you can't lift your head up, and oh, yeah. So anyway, you don't want to get into that situation. Is, no, the, is no. the motto of the story. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. One, if you do get into that situation, then you can still work around other areas. It's more common, I think, than what we actually think. Yeah, and particularly these days with the the amount 
the vast majority of people sit all day. You're going to yeah. get the, like, the lumbar spines are going to suffer. You're going to get that um, tech neck where you just your chin's mm. tucked in and stuff like that. So yeah, get into that external rotation, get some nice flow and movement soon, get some ecstatic dance into your life. That'll sort yeah. you. <laughs> movement is medicine, man. So just keep <laughs> yeah. moving because move your spine in all directions. It's just, I'm doing it now. Like you hear my chair creaking because I'm moving my spine all over. But, you know, like, as you get older, you realize the value of mobility training is huge. And mobility training actually equals strength training as well, because, like, you've got to be quite strong to be mobile. Yeah, well, in the Czech system, Paul has it. Um, was it flexibility, mobility, stability, strength, and then power? So strength and power mm-hmm. are, like, the two of the, the final things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, build that foundation first. Mm-hmm. Like the, the old Chinese proverb or from somewhere, said, you're, you're as only as old as your spine. Um, I think that was Joseph Pilates. You're as only as old as your spine is flexible. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, and it's true though, because if you could, you could be really young, and if you if your spine is almost fused together because you don't move all day, mm. um, or you could be then in your seventies and eighties, but you've moved, you've got a healthy, um, you know, obviously other things like you're fully hydrated, so the synovial fluid between all your joints is going to mm. flow well. You could be in such better shape, and you do hear it quite a lot when people say. I'm 60 now and I feel as fit as I was when I was in my 30s. It's probably because they're doing more just to look after their health. And that's, yeah. it, it can be reversed to some degree, can't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just put that on the onto my Instagram today, actually, that aging. I can't remember what I said. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a bloody hippie. You're off in your hippie world. You don't even know what you're doing day to day. I know. That's it. It was like something like aging doesn't mean a decline in fitness, but a decline in fitness doesn't mean an uh, aging, something like that. <laughs> Said with conviction. <laughs> Let me just um, find it. I'll show you because it actually is good. <laughs> it came to me. In a ch- I channeled it last night. Um, yeah. Aging doesn't lead to a decline in fitness. A decline in fitness leads to aging. Uh, yes, that's true. Because aging, we just associate with the number, but aging is actually mm. it's kind of like how old you feel and your body acts. Yeah, that? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, as Joseph Pilates said, you can be old at 30. Yeah. So this is like my whole enzyme bank account thing. I'm yeah. now trying to become an enzyme billionaire. I'm just going to put so many enzymes back into my body because I've emptied the bank account by the time I'm 30, really. Because if I think to the food I was eating when I was growing <clears> up until I was in my mid-20s, it probably didn't contain one enzyme. I don't think Pop-Tarts yeah. have any nutrition in them. <laughs> Or Jaffa Cakes or Dr. Pepper. So, yeah. <laughs> so the amount of the amount of energy it probably took my body to convert that into some sort of form of like, you know, usefulness. Um like it's probably probably using twenty times as many enzymes as what like an actual piece of fruit or you know, organic meat yeah. took. So I'm trying to build up my enzyme bank account. <laughs> You're going to be glowing like, um, can you remember the ready break boy? You're going to be the enzyme boy. <laughs> enzyme boy. Yeah, that would be my superhero name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like it's like, like one that. of these things. It could be a total load of shit. I don't know. But normally when it, when it comes from Paul, it's like it's pretty well yeah. researched. You know I, I mean, mean, I think me and Paul at the minute are on like the same trajectory. Do you not think that? Because Paul's gone like well into like the tarot, the <laughs> mandala. Uh, yeah. I haven't listened to him like loads lately. I must admit, I've listened to some of his older ones, but some of his new ones haven't really caught me attention. I do listen. I listen to the one where he, um, 
in a weird coincidence, the week I got Rufus, he, he had the dog shaman on there. I listened to that oh, one. Did he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that one. So I listened to that one, and I was, and um, so that was good. But um, yeah, I've listened to some of his old stuff, but I don't know. Is he is he totally off into the? Oh, he's gone like yeah. System, I'm with him. I'm with him. Though. I, mean, I'm, I think I'm a bit ahead of him actually. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but um no he's uh yeah he's gone big style but he keeps bringing it back down with a few like um i'm just noticing on instagram i haven't really listened to any of his podcasts actually i've been too busy making me energetic music and like <laughs> right. to uh, listen to podcasts but um also i need to point out in the health sticks i am almost a year alcohol free yeah that's amazing well done so that's like my 50th year uh, rotation around the planet and um yeah i'm like alcohol free now i would say and uh, like my new year's resolution was to start drinking again but i don't think i will <laughs> that's not that's, you know very often you hear that one <laughs> what's your new year's resolution i want to get back on the piss like, just kind of, kind of but, like, i've lasted yeah. this long now so i'm like I've had 50th birthday celebrations, have been all over. I had a university reunion. We hadn't all been together in a room since we were like left uni 30 years ago and all sorts of stuff, been on holiday, done things. And I've just never felt the need to go back to alcohol. And like, it's not like I'm stopping people around us drinking or like not being around people who drink. I am. It's mm. just, I haven't uh, partaken myself. Yeah. I, I don't know. You can probably speak on this more than me but i imagine once you got the first three month out the way or something maybe three four yeah. five months then it becomes it just then becomes so normal to you that it's not actually a, a struggle it's not actually even a thing now like mm. yeah just it's it, yeah it's i don't even think about it it's like weird now to, to sit here now going like uh um uh, alcohol free for a year it just feels like the most normal thing like, whereas mm. if I'd done last year and you, even this time last year, and you'd said to me, you're going to do a year free of alcohol, I'd have laughed you in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too big of a, it's it's too big of a, a thing to comprehend, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, I remember hearing someone, someone talk about, um, he was a former alcoholic and there was like a, a coach interviewing him. And he said, like, I kind of got, I've been alcohol free for 10 years. And he said, if you say to me you're going to be alcohol free for the rest of your life, it's it's actually scary. It's yeah. too much to comprehend. So he says, all I don't know whether this is taught in the twelve step program or something, but mm. he says I'm just I know I'm going to be alcohol free for the next twenty four hours. Yeah, like and just that, one day at a time. Yeah, one, literally one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't really. I mean, I don't want it to be like alcohol free <laughs> as, like yeah. as, as a label. I just it's oh, just no, no, yeah. like yeah, it's just. I mean, I might end up having a drink. Like the thing I've missed the most, I would say, is possibly a nice glass of red wine. But even if I did go back to drinking red wine, it would be just like a warm glass. Like, mm. I wonder whether you would really taste then. the alcohol in it. Yeah, I think you probably would. Obviously, wine's quite strong, isn't it, compared to like beer? Yeah, or so, I think it probably like knock us out now after. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, I was listening to Andrew Huberman, the Huberman podcast. Have you listened yeah. to it? Yeah, it's yeah, a really good yeah. podcast. He's got a really good one on alcohol, and it goes really in depth into like the neuroplasticity of your brain and the, um what what it does to your brain. It's so interesting. And he was mm -hmm. like, after six months, your brain's completely rewired to how it was before. Oh, wow. um, and like alcohol is one of those things that feeds itself. So the more you drink, the more your brain rewires itself for a drink. Oh, so, bloody hell! 
<clears throat> so after six months of not drinking, your brain is completely different to how it was before. And um, so that's why you say like once you if you get to the six month mark, you don't even think about it. It's not even a thing on your you you read like on your list. Yeah, yeah. And how like people who want to drink alcohol think it's like a stress reliever. But actually their brains are wired for stress so that that makes them drink. It's really weird because so you think about backwards. it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you're drinking to like actually stop your stress, but your brain is rewiring yourself to be stressed so that you drink. It's yeah. It's, so then you you get the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that it's almost like the, it's almost kind of like the alcohol's got like an entity of its own and it knows yeah. how to. It's like that that parasite that gets into you. Yeah, that's you know, what I was thinking that, when you were saying that. Yeah. Like one that mimics a cat or something. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but it's strange because it's also. Um, it's also just like a cultural thing as well. Some people don't particularly yeah. like drink. Like I probably fall into that category to some degree. I'll, I'll every time I, I have a, a drink, it's it's more just like a social setting, and I can't deny that. Um, I've been out a few times lately. Those first two or three drinks, and there's like loads of your, your friends talking. It it really aids in the conversation. It makes like you have a good laugh. You can't hence why people do it all the time. Um, yeah. It is it is good. It is a good feeling, but it's only the first few I find. Maybe the first three or four. After that, um, then when you get drunk, I, I don't really enjoy that feeling, and definitely don't enjoy the hangover. But the first yeah. few, it is really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, but people have different levels. Some people get into alcoholism, so it's a bit more complicated. And everyone's not on a level playing field, are they? Yeah, I went um conscious clubbing in newcastle um so it was like a it was an old nightclub and it was like alcohol free but it was mm. just like a proper rave and um it was just fab and there was a lot of at the end we did like a circle round and there was a lot of um recovering alcoholics there at the event and they all said how nice it is that to see people enjoying themselves without without alcohol being the focus of the um the thing yeah. so it was like it was really interesting actually I want to start the conscious club and revolution in in Durham. You can be the spearhead of that movement. I think you definitely should be. <laughs> With my energetic DJ, and we just find a nightclub and just start like doing alcohol-free events. Yeah, that's uh, you've got to call a nightclub something to do with a dragon. You know, it's you've got yeah. the dragon energy running through you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> got the fire, the fire. But yeah, it's it's interesting how. Like, you know, you get to an age where you don't want to drink loads. What what can you do? Because everything is so geared towards alcohol. Yeah. Like you can't oh, go to a is. pub because like, pubs are alcohol. I mean, the pubs are getting more alcohol-free stuff now, so that is good. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. Did you interesting. see um? Did you see at the World Cup two days before the World Cup started? Because <laughs> it's, it's in Qatar. It's like yeah. a non-alcoholic, um, like... What's the word I'm looking for? State. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not all state, but like they're they're all culture. It's not non alcohol, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, yeah. But obviously, the World Cup is a global sport, and and um, football is associated with alcohol quite heavily, isn't it? Yeah. So two days before the event started, oh, I saw that. They stopped. He said we're not serving alcohol in the stadium. So Budweiser just put a tweet out saying, "Well, this is awkward." <laughs> <laughs> Budweiser was sponsoring the whole tournament. They'd put like I don't know how many of millions into sponsoring it, and two <laughs> days before they pulled out. Oh no! It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? But if you like, everything is. It was dead funny because if you watch the adverts, 
like this is the kind of things you start noticing um when you stop drinking and stuff look at the adverts in a football match it's like gambling <laughs> and addiction yeah, yeah. Crazy, <laughs> alcohol and addiction it's like all the things that they advertise are stuff that are making you ad- an addict which are actually stopping you from thinking for yourself because you're only thinking about the things like that they want you to think about mm. and it's like just dampening down society it's like wake up folks come on yeah there's, there's been a lot of instances of like that happening in sport over the years and sometimes it does change as well i remember back in the it was like the 80s and the 90s when the formula one was big they used to have like all the cars used to have marlborough oh, written cigarettes. down saying they had yeah. to change that yeah and um like back when snooker was really big as well the they were allowed yeah, to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol yeah. while they were while they were playing, but they stopped all that. But gambling's been a big one lately. Um... Yeah, gambling. It's just like, mm. oh, come on, man, wake up! You don't need to do all these. Like, why are we getting? Why are they advertising addictions to us to mm. get us addicted to stuff? Then, like, that's what them taking our money off us, and oh, it's it's just they say they say the really good things for you you don't need to advertise you don't need you don't need to advertise healthy food because it kind of sells itself because you know it's good but if it's really normally the worse it is for you the more you have to advertise it like how many adverts do mcdonald's have and things like that it's all the time they never don't have an advert an advertising campaign going because you have to constantly sell it to people if it was once you know it's really good for you you don't have to advertise water to people people will still do it yeah but um but yeah you're right yeah, it's like wake up, people. <laughs> anyway, that's that's our motto going into twenty twenty three. Wake up, world! Come on, the revolution's starting. Yeah, people Grab should be energy. starting. Come and on. Sp- <laughs> speaking about your year of alcohol, people should be starting to think about what they want. There, I know New Year's revolution gets a bit of a bad rap because most of them yeah, fail, yeah. but it is a good time to reset. Like we, yeah. in, in our, we in our minds, we work on like dates and times and stuff. So use like try, start thinking over your new year's resolution yeah and you know like oh yes this is another thing i've started working with more this year it's like uh, we are physical fitness instructors and all the physical body but what drives the physical body and it's like your energetic bodies isn't it you know like how can you look after your energetic bodies more um so your mental your emotional your spiritual health because that's what drives the physical oh yeah i've been thinking about more lately as well like what's be more conscious of what's like sucking your attention and your time away yeah. like distractions are, are massive um because you can get distracted and then you lose time and then like it then it becomes like really impractical so then you don't have time so then you eat something unhealthy and that lowers your energy and it's just a knock-on effect there's like a term I like that become indistractable which mm. is like think of what's drawing your energy and your time away from you and you can that definitely has a domino effect to what towards your health and what you want to kind of create in the world absolutely so in the new year going forward then dan what we're going to do is possibly do one a month do you think one podcast a month because i yeah, think a, a week yeah. has gets but what both dan and i have said is we've become thick haven't we <laughs> not doing our podcast yeah because yeah. <laughs> normally when we do the pod we do um we to do it like once a week so we, a week in advance we start doing research on I don't know, for, like for instance enzymes <laughs> to read some studies you know if you've kind of experienced it in your own life but now we haven't been doing that i'm like um 
what's a dumbbell again? What's a... <laughs> People have been asking me things. I'm like, I'm sure I did a podcast on that. Like, um, yeah. just listen to the podcast and see what, see what our opinions were of it then. Yeah. Because I can't remember. <laughs> I was having a conversation the other day and we were, there was like a, I was trying to think of a phrase for like a, like a situation. And it was, it was the term cognitive dissonance and I couldn't remember the term. <laughs> and then I was like, I've I've done a We've podcast, done a podcast on, on it. On I've done a whole podcast on it, and I can't remember what it's even called. But to be fair to us, I think we did 115 in a row, so yeah, it does kind of get jumbled up a little bit in there. We did two years of podcasting every week, yeah. and um, so I think we we deserve a little break. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do maybe one a month, maybe a bit of a longer one. But I do like the energy of having to research for stuff and keeping us on to- on our tours. So oh yeah. And like anything like in health and fitness, there is kind of certain trends come and go and there's stuff which kind of peaks. So we'll, yeah. we'll and we'll, we do like to keep on, on top of it as well. And there's some, there's new stuff coming out all the time. Like the, the one I was listening to, oh, it was actually Andrew Huberman actually and Joe Rogan was talking about it, was saying the benefits of like ice baths and cold showers and stuff. All right, yeah, but, yeah. But when you do them, he's done some research <laughs> on it lately and um, he's saying there might be more benefit now of having like say an ice bath before you do a workout because then it's nice. um your body has to work really hard to get the blood flow going to your muscles again and that's really good for your, your um your respiratory and your cardiovascular system as opposed to having your blood flowing and then jumping in the ice bath and all stopping and rushing back to the organs mm-hmm. to really cool yourself down first and then work really hard to warm everything back up it's always been back to front hasn't it so he's been doing yeah. research on it and i thought that's really good, but I still haven't. Um, I still don't fancy jumping in an ice bath in these minus five temperatures and then going to the gym. So, yeah, it's not I let the research thing, develop a little yeah. bit further before I start doing it. I'm still waiting for the research for the hot water. <laughs> a nice, <laughs> warm, on. relaxing bath. It's nice warm bath. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. do exercise. That's, that's, I'm waiting for that level. Yeah. But yeah, so, if any of you out there who are listening who have got any topics that you want us to research, then let us know. But we will be coming back at you in the in the future with our um our uh latest things yeah and mad hippie banter in 2023 i I think i'm going for it i think i'm totally leaving the planet in 2023 (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's been nice doing this one again a a little catch up and uh yeah Yeah. back with some more dedicated health and fitness next year yes absolutely and have a great christmas everyone and um and just enjoy it alcohol free of course yeah and there's a good when we when we did this kind of episode last year i remember you saying um don't stress too much it's it's more important it's more important what you do between new year and christmas than what you do between christmas and new year i like that oh one. yeah i did say that didn't i yeah I which like, is I very true that, i might put that on my instagram yeah yeah go and write it down quick <laughs> Thanks for reminding me yeah. a lot of my words of wisdom. But yeah, yeah. it's something else, isn't it? We stress about, oh, I can't eat this, I can't drink this. But like, actually, you should be stressing about that more during the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, the, or the other 51 weeks as opposed to that one week. Yeah. Um, and also, I'll put on um, on the links for this podcast, my links to Mixcloud, so you can listen to my mixes, my DJ mixes. If oh, you yeah, want. definitely. I'm going to, I'll, I'll jump uh, on it. Yeah, I'll, uh... Oh, my latest one's a 90s indie. You'll like it. I mean, proper rave. Yeah. Sounds good. I've got to wear one of those bucket hats and a yeah. smiley face t-shirt. Yeah. All right, and cool. Pretend you're in a garage. <laughs> a <laughs> a warehouse, warehouse party. In 1990. That is the vibe <laughs> that's going on. So, right, cool. 
um just have a listen to that and um yeah so have a great time it's great to be back and we will be back in the new year so take care everyone see you later